0: They were expecting a a conquering hero. And instead, they found a crucified friend. They were expecting a king claiming victory. Instead, they found a cold, borrowed tomb. They were expecting to, to celebrate together. And instead, they found themselves mourning alone. Everything that they had expected died but here's where the unexpected begins if you have your bibles with me with you uh, turn with me to john chapter 20 or on your tablets on your smartphone the u-version however you carry the word with you john chapter 20 and beginning with verse 1 and we'll have the scripture on the screen here as well for you This is where the unexpected begins. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. Now, Mary was a woman who had been plagued with a psychotic disorder that threw her often into chronic and violent seizures before she met Jesus. But after she met Jesus, she was healed. And she was completely free. And her life was completely transformed. Mary became one of his followers, his disciples. And she wanted everybody else to experience what she had experienced herself. Mary had high hopes for Jesus. She believed that he was absolutely everything that he said that he was. That he was the long awaited Messiah. Yet, what she hoped for, even expected, died. But then came Sunday morning, and Mary woke up early. And while it was still dark, and her heart was still heavy and broken, even though she really couldn't make sense of it all, she was still grateful for what Jesus had done for her. So she decided to go to the tomb and see if she could get someone or a lot of someones to to move the stone so that she could anoint his body with spices to prepare it for burial. And here's the most important part. When Mary went to the tomb that Sunday morning, she expected to find Jesus' body. Yet when she arrived at the tomb, look what it says there in verse 1. She saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. Now now Mary's first assumption was that someone had broken into the tomb and had stolen the body. She wasn't expecting to find Jesus alive. She wasn't expecting the resurrection. Nobody expected to find nobody. Say that with me. Nobody expected to find nobody. So verse two, so she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one that Jesus loved. I love how John kind of writes himself into the story here, you know? John's writing this particular account of Mary's story and, you know, the one that Jesus loved. He doesn't say his name. And I think this was John's way maybe of saying to the other disciples, now God may love you, but I'm his favorite, you know, just saying. Anyway, anyway, Mary Mary sees the empty tomb and she runs all the way back to the city to find Peter and John because she is panicked because she thinks something's happened to Jesus's body. And Peter and John aren't up early. They're not morning people. They haven't had their Starbucks. The caffeine hasn't kicked in. They didn't go to the tomb. Now, why? Why didn't they go to the tomb? Well, They didn't go to the tomb because they were afraid. They knew that the authorities had come for Jesus. And they were pretty sure that they would come for them too. So Peter and John are laying low. They're hiding at home. When Mary bursts through the door, and remember, she's not shouting, he's risen, he's alive. No, instead she says there in verse 2, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. Now, Mary knew that Jesus had a lot of enemies. Those enemies hated Jesus so much they they lied about him. They paid witnesses to falsely accuse him. And not just to have him imprisoned and killed, but they had him crucified, tortured, nailed to a cross between two thieves. Mary knew, like Peter and John, that when his enemies discovered that that Pilate had allowed someone to take Jesus's body and bury it properly, it would not be beyond them at all to hire someone to break into that tomb, take the body and completely desecrate it. The last thing that Jesus's enemies wanted was for the tomb where he was buried to, to become a shrine where people gathered and, and would pay their respects. And and, and try to keep his memory and, and yes, his mission alive. So when Mary saw the, the empty tomb, she assumed the worst because think what she had just seen in just a few days. they She had seen Jesus taken as a prisoner. She had seen him condemned at a mock trial. And then she had seen him Brutally beaten and crucified. And now someone has stolen his body. And Peter and John don't know what to they don't know what to do. They don't want they don't know what to make sense of here. And so they get up and they run out the city gate to the place where Jesus was was buried in, and they look inside the tomb, and 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 sure enough, there's nobody there. And in that moment, again. They don't know what to think. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to believe. Neither of them is thinking that Jesus has come back to life. Again, say it with me. Nobody was expecting to find nobody. Say that with me again. Nobody was expecting to find nobody. At the same time, Mary slowly made her way back to the tomb. and She doesn't know what to think either look at verse 11. Mary stood outside the tomb crying. Can you see that? Can you see Mary just absolutely brokenhearted? She is sobbing, sobbing. Think what must have been running through her mind. This man, Jesus, he changed my life. This is the greatest man that has ever lived. This man touched people that no one else would touch. He spent time with people that nobody else wanted to spend time with. And he was crucified. And now they won't even leave his body alone. What can I do? God, why didn't you do something? Why didn't it work out? And this is so powerful. Look. At the end of verse 11, as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head, the other at the foot. Only Mary doesn't know that they're angels. And these angels ask her a question, and it resolves a century-old question, are angels male or female? Verse 13, they ask her, woman, why are you crying? Now that is conclusive proof that angels are male because only a man would ask a woman, why are you crying at a time like this? <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> There's a new insight for you. Anyway, they, they say to her, woman, why are you crying? And listen to what Mary says. She's, she's heartbroken. She's in the midst of this gut-wrenching drama and Mary laments. And she says, they've taken my Lord away and I don't know where they've put him. And then she hears something stirring behind her. And here's where the story gets really good in verse 14. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Now, can you imagine? Maybe it was still dark and she couldn't see his face. You know, maybe he looked different. Maybe she is just so convinced he's dead. I'm not sure why she didn't recognize him immediately. But she sees him, doesn't recognize him. And she turns right back around and and keeps staring into the tomb. It just makes me think, how many times does Jesus show up right in front of us And we don't see him. We don't recognize him. At this point, I I think Jesus has a huge grin on his face. He knows that she's only moments away from something totally unexpected. With her back to him, Jesus asked Mary the same question the angels asked, and I wonder if he had to choke back some emotion. Verse 15, he asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? And what happens next is a funny moment to me. John writes that Mary, thinking he was the gardener, that's what it said in verse 15, thinking he was the gardener. And you know why she thought he was the gardener? Say it with me. Because nobody expected to find nobody. Even when they were staring into an empty tomb, no one thought Jesus was alive. They'd seen him die and they expected him to stay dead. So Mary thinks he's the gardener. And she so says in verse 15, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. And Mary's still staring into the darkness of that empty tomb, talking to this gentleman over her shoulder. And Jesus replies, and I love this Mary. The look on her face when she hears Jesus call her name. Can you imagine the shock as she suddenly understands? Can you hear her whisper as she begins to turn her head? Jesus. And verse 16, she turned toward him and cried out, Rabboni, which means teacher. She's overcome with emotion. She's stunned. This was totally unexpected. Just like Jesus had done the unexpected before in her life. Here he was doing the unexpected again. And suddenly everything changes. Jesus transforms her life once again. And then he gives her some important instructions. Notice here in verse 17. It says, go instead to my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. In other words, Mary, I know you've already been to the city once, but I need you to go back again, and this time you aren't going to tell them that there is no body. This time you are going to have a completely unexpected message. And so, in verse eighteen, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. And let me tell you why this is such a big deal. Because in the first century, a woman's testimony had absolutely no credibility whatsoever. Zero, zilch, nada. A woman could not testify in court. Yet when Jesus rises from the dead, he chooses as his first witness, (laughs) and all the women said. Now listen, if you're trying to fabricate a story in the first century, a story that you want people to believe in ancient times, you wouldn't have had as your first witness a woman but it's funny all four gospel writers Matthew, Mark, Luke and John tell us that it was the women who saw Jesus first and then they told the men (laughs) yeah you all get that (laughs) so it has been as it will be (laughs) amen amen I am thankful for all of the women in my life, the godly women and the women of influence, from my mother to my grandmother uh, to my sisters, both of which are maybe watching on Facebook Live, Helen and Connie. (laughs) Uh, I am thankful for the women who spoke Jesus into my life and loved me. And help me to grow in my understanding of Him. If it weren't for them, I don't know what I would do or where I would be. I've been in ministry for 42 years. If it weren't for the women in the churches that I have served, we wouldn't have got hardly anything done. (laughs) So thank you, ladies. Thank you. There was a reason that Jesus revealed Himself first. To the women. But Jesus is alive. Death has been overcome. Mary expected, remember, a crucified friend, a cold, borrowed tomb to mourn all alone, remember? That unexpected ending on Friday became an unexpected beginning on Sunday when Mary found what nobody expected, and that was to find nobody. But what she got in the resurrection was an unexpected beginning. And all of our lives, because of this story, because of Jesus and his sacrifice, can have unexpected beginnings too. We live in an Easter world where the stone's already been moved and Jesus has risen, but Mary lived in a Good Friday world where all hope seemed lost. I'm talking then about these unexpected things that happen in our lives and moments that kind of knock us into a tailspin and make us feel as though it's a good Friday all over and all hope is lost. Something unexpected happens in your marriage. It was once strong and amazing, but now it feels hopeless. You're you're far apart emotionally, not sure you'll ever come back together again. Or or maybe it's something unexpected in, in your career. Things have gone from bad to worse at your job, and you can't see light at the end of the tunnel. Or, or maybe it's something unexpected with your health. You've been to the doctor and you got a report and the news was not good and, and you are beginning to lose hope or you have already lost that sense of hope. Maybe it's something unexpected with your finances. You're not exactly sure how you got where you are, but you feel like you're buried in debt. You can't see any light and, and, and there's no way out. Or maybe it's something unexpected in your relationship. Something's fractured, something's broken in an important relationship and you're worried that it might be beyond repair. Or maybe it's something unexpected with your kids or your family or your grandchildren. You've prayed, you've worried, you've checked in, and no matter how hard you try, they seem to keep running from you and from God. Intellectually, you know we live in a world where Jesus was resurrected and there's hope. But come on, how many days, if we're honest, does it feel like Good Friday and it's hard to see any hope? And I'll tell you, there are many days where we live and act as though he is not risen, we are not living in that resurrection power the way that he wants us to. There are others of us this morning who might feel a bit like Mary for another reason, if you're honest, you didn't realize that anything had actually started. Maybe maybe you're not here looking for Jesus today, you know? And every day feels like Good Friday because you didn't even realize that the resurrection's taken place. Well, I'm here to tell you that Jesus has come and Jesus has died for your sins and for mine, for the sins of this world. All of the wrongs that we have done, will do, have thought, no matter, they are all nailed to the cross, forgiven and forgotten by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he wants you to live in the freedom of that. Because he has come, life will never be the same again. Your best days are not behind you, they're ahead of you. Your greatest days are ahead. And you today, you can choose a different life because of what Christ has done. You may not be looking for him, but he is pursuing you. Now my favorite part about Mary experiencing the unexpected in this moment is when Jesus calls her name. She heard her name and finally figured out what she wasn't able to see all along. It definitely wasn't what she expected. It wasn't. In fact, it was wholly unexpected. And if you don't hear me say anything else today, I want you to hear me say this. Jesus is calling your name. Jesus is calling your name. Maybe you think it's all over. Maybe you didn't even know that you could have a new story. You didn't even come here today looking for Jesus, but I want you to know he's looking for you. He's pursuing you. In fact, he's calling out your name. He's calling out your name because he wants to give you an unexpected beginning right now. And I want you to accept that gift today. If you have never received that gift, if you do not have that hope today, I don't want you to leave this place without it. And you don't have to. This season that we're celebrating. and The most important moment in human history. It is the pinnacle of the divine story. The moment when God came to earth and took his place on the cross through his son Jesus. And all the while, he was calling out your name. He's calling out your name. Lori, Lily, Jenny, Lynn. Jim, Mark, Amy, Brandon, Ann, Deja, Elizabeth, Barbara, he's calling out your name. He's calling out your name. And when I take a moment to just step away from the hectic pace of life, when I fully embrace the reality that Jesus is calling my name, i got to tell you it takes my breath away. i I begin to feel a little bit, I think, of that exhilaration that Mary felt and she experienced in the garden that day as she heard Jesus call her name. But Mary didn't just hear her name, she responded. She cried out, "Raboni!" Teacher! Jesus!" Now, friends, Jesus is calling out your name, but he also, in doing so, is asking a critically important question, and that is, will you call out my name? Will you call out my name, Jesus? There's power in that name. There's love and forgiveness and hope in that name. And all he wants you to do is to trust him. To turn away from your old life and your old habits. That's called repentance. And turn your life toward Jesus and begin following him. Following his way. Following his teaching. He's calling out your name. Today will you call on the name of Jesus? Say, well Jim, I've called on his name before. Awesome. He hears you every time. Maybe you've called on his name thousands of times before, but maybe you're here today and you've really never called on him before to save you from your sins. Either way, he invites us to embrace the expected and the unexpected and call on his name. And so, as I close this message, I want to end by inviting every person here today to respond to Jesus' question by giving him a loud and confident answer. I want us to say the name of Jesus together and call on his name. Say it with me. Jesus. Call on his name. Jesus. Cry out to him. Jesus. 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 Would you pray with me? Jesus is calling us to call His name. This is an opportunity today, if you have never called on His name, to step out and to come and allow one of the pastors here to to pray with you. Because we don't want you to leave this place today without that hope if you're even uncertain in any way about that hope in your life, then I want you to come today. He can change your heart and change your life. He can give you hope for a better life in eternity. Today, your life can turn from death to life, from burial to resurrection. As we close today... And we move into a time of communion. For those who are followers of Jesus, take communion. It's another chance for us to remember. Communion is that chance to call upon his name. To remember what he's done for us in our lives. To give thanks to him for his body, for his blood. God, as we close this time today, I just pray that you would move in the hearts of your people, those who are here who are listening today, and God, I just pray that you would use the songs that have been sung and, God, the words that you have spoken in through my heart to touch somebody's life today. We love you and we give thanks to you. In Jesus' name, amen.